Science fucking yes for research purposes. I actually wanted to start the podcast off by um I wanted to talk about this story I was uh listening to. Sure. On YouTube. It was about this gentleman named uh Sir Alfred. He lived inside CDG Charles de Gaulle Airport in France for sixteen years. He Holy lived on the shit. same little red bench, posted up near McDonald's. He ate McDonald's every single day for 16 years. Sounds like Saeed is a homeless smoked, person. Smoked a pipe on his bench while he was writing and reading newspapers. He, and he started in the 80s, and he left in 2006. So he saw clothing changes, like clothing trends change. He saw technology improve. He quite literally entered a new millennium. <laughs> In this airport at this one exact spot. And his whole story is very interesting. But Sir Alfred, it's this, um, I believe he's an Iranian guy. Born in Iran. His story, so he claims, is that his uh, father had relations with a woman from Scotland, or from Scotland. And then the child was born and then was sent back to Iran to live with the wealthy dad. And uh, at that time, it was very culturally frowned upon to be part of an illegitimate or to be an illegitimate child essentially or a bastard son and so according to him his mother or his um mom who he lived with casted him out and it sent him on this whole spiral of protesting in different countries getting kicked out and eventually ending up in um charles de gaulle to get to scotland to go find his mom right it was a Charles de Gaulle flew to, um, I think it was England, if I remember correctly. Sorry, not Scotland. It was England. Um, customs kicked him out, and so they put him on a flight to the only airport that they could send him to, which was the one he came from, Charles de Gaulle. Gets to Charles de Gaulle and is stuck there because he claims that his passport and his um, refugee papers and everything else were taken from him or stolen. So he's stuck at this airport waiting for a, um, essentially his passport and identification to get out and go see his mom. So there's some human rights um, lawyers that are in touch with him, and they're trying to get him documentation. And after, I think it was seven years, so this would have been in the 90s, they were able to give him his original Iranian passport, his birth certificate, and basically everything he would need to get out of the country and like resume his life. But he kept refusing, saying, no, I am Sir Alfred. Like This is who I am, and I want a passport from either the United States or Switzerland or Sweden. And he's just like, I refuse. Like, I'm not taking it. Unless it says I'm from that country. He had his ticket out mm-hmm. to go find his mom. And he was like, no, it, I need, I'm Sir Alfred. I'm not this guy that you claim or that you claim I am or whatever. And the, the human workers or the human rights, um, the human right lawyers, they were like, dude, this is you. Like, we know it's you. It's your passport with your photo on it before you even cast it out on this journey. And why aren't you taking it? He's like, it has to be from here. It has to be from the U.S. or Sweden, right? A little bit later, documentaries made about him. Movie comes out about him, which doesn't do very well. And then eventually, a movie um, by, I think it was, who was the guy that made Jurassic Park? Totally blanking. Steven Spielberg uh, made a movie, I believe, with Tom Hanks.
was like a uh, airport man. It's gonna bother or? you for the next month. Le Terminal Man, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they made a movie. Then it like launched him to a huge fame. <laughs> World renowned. People know about this dude that lives in Charles de Gaulle Airport in France. Tim Honks. <laughs> Tim Honks. <laughs> I watched his whole document. Like, somebody made a 20-minute video about him on YouTube, like an expose about his whole life. And here's where shit gets really weird. So he already had the passport. I already talked about that to get out, right? And he was refusing to accept it because he's like, this is me. This is my identity. This is, like, what I associate as now. Going as far to not even speaking Persian to people. That's how much he rejects his, like, Iranian identity. Then he gets launched into superstardom. And then the stories start to come out, right? More documentaries are made about him. And one was incredibly significant because they tracked down his family in Iran that he originally lived with, like, you know, for his whole childhood. And this guy isn't stupid. This guy went to college. Like, he's college educated, you know. And it's like, why would he lie about any of this stuff? Or, like, what's the deal? And so this documentary person contacted the family and they were like, yeah, we talked to him in the 90s. And this is in like the 2000s. And they're like, he just outright rejected us. Like they showed up and they said, come home. And he's like, I don't know you. Get away from me. Why? Saying all this stuff. No one knows. That's the thing. What is no one knows his intention? Like no, just no one knows why he's like outright rejecting. He hasn't stated I got hiccups, any dude. of that. Right. <clears throat> about to die where's my water dude <laughs> i don't know where is your water Let's go get your water yeah go get some wa wait is this your water yes it is oh i'm sorry i thought it was zades i was like looking for it secretly <laughs> but yeah the family was like we tried to contact him in the early 90s and he just pushed us away like literally and metaphorically and then it turns out um his mom that he lived with as a child actually was his birth mother mm. and there never was a birth mom in scotland and it like shattered the mom's like it broke the mom's heart yeah she's like that's my son and he's just refusing that i'm even his mom and like those are what the stories claim from the family right mm -hmm. she died um brokenhearted because her son rejected her damn as his true mom and so and in 2006 he had a medical emergency and was rushed out of charles de gaulle into a nearby hospital and it was the first time he stepped outside of that airport's um, like boundary for over 16 years. Wow. And Dude, I got major hiccups. I'm so sorry. Hold your breath. Somebody <laughs> scare him. <laughs> hold your, hold your, <laughs> hold your breath until your consciousness starts to fade. I don't, know, I don't even know if that works. I just heard if something. If you feel your body shuddering for oxygen, that means you're on the right path. So, how long did he live in this airport for again? 16 years. And, of course, everything is provided for him in the airport. Mm -hmm. um, Basic stuff. Oh, and he got a ton of money from, I believe it was DreamWorks, for the rights of his story. Yeah, that shit would not fly these days. Because that's... No, it still is. Yeah, it still is, dude. It's still... What? Mm -hmm. I know... I know... Uh, I can share a story with you if you'd like. I know a person that... Um, 
basically, uh, he had a visa for the United States. He's not a United States citizen. He's coming from abroad, and um, his visa didn't get revoked. What happened was it expired, and he stayed an extra two days. Oh, no. So I don't know how the hell he, he was let out of the United States, but he left. By the time he got to his country, that his residency card or whatever was also revoked. Mm. It was expired. For what? I don't know. Like it was the, the timing of it, I guess, or something. Bad luck. So what happened was they were like, oh, you can't enter this country. United States won't let you in, so you can't go back. So what they were like, they were literally calling up countries <laughs> to send him back. To. You want to yeah. take this guy? And this guy was literally from plane to plane for three weeks, just crying, really? dying. He's dead inside at that point. Like, Good he's like, Lord. you know? So um, he ended up going to, they, Malaysia accepted him and let him stay at one of their hotels outside, I guess, outside the airport. Mm-hmm. But then, what are you going to do? Stay in Malaysia? Yeah, what is, <laughs> you I don't mean, know anything. Start a life yeah. there? I mean, why not? Yeah. If they let you. I don't know how. It. But basically, it took a couple months. But someone from back home, I guess, where he lives, um, did some magic. And, you know, over the course of the process of months, they got his residency card back. And he traveled back. And it was Good just like, Nightmare. Well, the I'm worst just... decision of my life was to go to fucking Las Vegas. Dude. Being caught in intercontinental <laughs> purgatory. <laughs> I say that because, um, are, do you guys know the YouTube channel Yes Theory? Yeah. yeah. They had a challenge yes. where they stayed in the airport. <laughs> they st- stayed, I don't know what airport, but they stayed in a very like prominent, well-known airport. And it took them, it was like a 72-hour challenge. And they had security on their ass all the time. Like, they had to try to hide. Because, you know, you can't stay in an airport. You're, you're viewed as a threat, essentially. Was this in America? I don't th- no, I think it was outside of America. Hmm. That's, it's crazy, dude. So are you but, saying that there are people who still live in airports these days? Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a story on the same video, actually. They were talking about some other people. And there was a dude who lived in an airport for longer. Bruh. And I think he's still living there. It's in <laughs> Beijing, and I believe it was for 20 years. He's been that in- is a clean airport. <laughs> <laughs> wise, wise man. Well, it was like he was just down on his luck, and he had nowhere else to go, and he just ended up at this airport. Yeah. And nobody ever kicked him out, so he just lived there for 20 years. Does that mean years. you can go into, like, suites and stuff and, like, use their pools or whatever? God, no. Oh. Yeah. I remember seeing a... Was that the movie you're talking about? I remember seeing a scene where this guy's swimming through the... He's swimming in a pool. He's, like, living the life mm-hmm. in an airport. Wasn't, I'm not sure in what In an airport? Though. Yeah. Are you thinking of the... Is it with Chris Pratt? Not sure. I'm really not sure. It's Chris Pratt and um, what's the other girl's name? I'm totally blanking. She was huge. She was in Silver Linings Playbook. Um, uh, Jennifer. Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence yeah. yeah. Je- was it Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Chris Pratt? Because there is a movie about Chris Pratt on a spaceship, who gets um, he wakes up like, what is it? Like, a hundred years early or some shit like that. <laughs> I, I don't know. On I've this journey across the galaxy. And Guardians then he of the uh, wakes up. What's up? Guardians of the Galaxy? No, no, no. <laughs> we're, he's on like this, um, he's on a spaceship and he's like flying across the galaxy to some other planet. Yeah. Right? And it takes a, I think it was like a couple hundred years or something like that to mm. get there. And um, Chris Pratt just woke up early by accident. Oh. Yeah. And he had no idea how to put himself back in. Oh, shit. 
Yeah. So um, <laughs> instead of going to go wake up the captain and doing something logical, he finds the one girl he thinks is like super cute. And I forget the, the context behind it, if they were married or whatever. Yeah. But like he wakes this chick up, which is Jennifer Lawrence. Of all the people, yeah, of it wasn't the flight captain. <clears throat> it wasn't any. It was. It had to be Jennifer. Yeah, it was hand selected mm -hmm. by him. Yeah, which they later woke up the captain, and I think they killed him in the process. <laughs> like, so my only question is, who's who's parking that bitch? I mean, it's a giant spacecraft. Like, but they live their life on it, and he has a bunch yeah. of fun. I'm trying to imagine what it's like to actually live your life in an airport. It's pretty was, luxurious, to be honest. That was the question. Because you have everything. Yeah. Except a job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Are you making money? Wait, hold on. If you have a MacBook Pro, you're chilling, dude. Because you could just learn copywriting. Or you better bring learn a MacBook how to design. Pro with you. you <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, if you don't travel with a laptop these days. But a lot of these people that end up in a circumstance like that, I don't think they have a lot of money to throw around. No. Yeah. They probably don't have a laptop in the first Yeah, like place. if you saw Tim Hanks. Tim Hanks. Tim Tim, Tim Hanks. What is his name? Tom Tomahawk. Hanks. Tim Chong. God damn it. Tom Hanks. You're Tom ruining his name, Logan. <laughs> who, <laughs> who is this man? I started calling him Tim. Um, Tim. But yeah, dude, he was, all he had was like a briefcase. He had nothing. He had him and his own experiences. That's it. Yeah. The daily things that happen at the airport. So you just get a job at the airport? I mean, how could you? You're not a resident to any country in that scenario. You're right. You can't do under under the table because yeah, it's all government owned. Nightmare. Exactly. I get it. What the hell, dude? Yikes. Dude, I haven't been to an airport in forever. Sir Alfred got lucky that DreamWorks pitched him a couple hundred G's allegedly <laughs> for the rights to his story. Wow. Yeah. Which the only that's... reason he even left that airport was because he blacked out one day uh due to a brain tumor Ooh. that he had that was growing for years, apparently. Yeah. That's an amazing stroke of luck. Think about how many other people who have probably done that, never got any kind of deal or any, any like, notoriety. Well, this guy's story was so bizarre. Yeah, like, like it, it had so, to be covered. It was shrouded in mystery, and everybody's like, who the hell is this guy? And I feel like he was one of the first to do it, mm -hmm. maybe. I mean, I don't know. It was back in, his story ends in 2006, as far as we know. Yeah. We don't know if he's alive in France. Like, we don't know if he went home to Iran. We, we don't know anything. True mystery, man. And it's also possible... That if he went to the hospital for a brain tumor, that he started becoming delusional as a result of it. Yeah. Hmm. That's on the table, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a master of biology. Mm -hmm. I don't have a degree in it or a doctorate, but... Oh, it's not far-fetched at all. Brain tumor, yeah, we, we've had... We have cases where it disrupts your, your brain chemistry and all that. Mm. Changes I mean, your he behavior. He had this growth on the outside of his head that quite literally grew to the size of a golf ball. Or, like, if you cut a golf ball in three quarters, and then you took the one quarter off and just stuck the three quarters of the golf ball on his head, God. that's what it looked like. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's trippy. Yeah, that is trippy. Dude. So the question is, without anything, mm -hmm. a place to go, your home country deems you to be illegitimate, um, just based off of your story that you fabricated... What do you do? And no other country is willing to accept you at this point. I don't know, but the first thing that comes to mind is uh, that's what it's like to be a Palestinian. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, for real. Politics. No, but uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what most people are going to do. What they're going to head to the nearest subway. Mm -hmm. Okay, and this ties into a, a different topic. I'd like to discuss. subway sandwiches. By the way, imagine. 
cho- picking your your perfect Subway sandwich. Get ready, unwrap it. That doesn't make any sense because there's no such thing as a perfect Subway sandwich. Well, because <laughs> it's only fifty percent. The details and facts that I'm about to it's all up to preference. <laughs> about to reveal, <laughs> back your case up. But let's say you get the chicken <clears throat> Subway sandwich. All right, take a bite of it. You think it's hundred percent chicken, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not. It's I have not. I have information. Oh, dude. So this leads to him saying that it is fabricated like this man's story. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. a study, okay. Yeah. Let me find who it was done by. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. What? <laughs> <laughs> so this is Trent University's Wild Wildlife Forensics DNA Lab. Okay. Okay. They did a study on a number of fast food chains. And it found they other other fast food chains were like, okay, these are normal results, but mm. Subways stood out for yeah. some odd reason. What's Subway? And the headline yeah. says that their chicken only contains about fifty percent chicken DNA. Now it ties into the, also the the Taco Bell meat and all the other yeah, bullshit. We, we already talked about that. So we already tacoed about that. So here's a quote. <laughs> In the tests in the tests, most of the meat from Subway's competitors was shown to contain 85 to 90% chicken DNA. Still not ideal. Yeah. Yeah. But Subway's oven-roasted chicken registered at just 53.6%. Its chicken strips scored even lower at 42.8%. So what are they using? Vinegar to just inflate it? or No. Is, or is it vinegar? Here's what they found. They concluded that the restaurant bolsters its chicken products with soy fillers. Mm. That makes sense. I could see so that. So probably, mm. not, I wouldn't imagine the other 50% is just all soy. Yeah. But most of the remaining percentage Wait, is. Did you say that their chicken tenders were only 40% meat? Yep. So I don't know if you're aware of this. Mm-hmm. There's actually a classification for nuggets, strips, and tenders in the United States. A separate. Yeah. Wow. To classify what, how much meat you can actually put in them to deem them what they are. Mm. And for a nugget, I believe it was like, <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was like... How low, please? 60 or 70%. Okay. Not too low. Okay. And then for a strip, it was like 80. And then for a tender, it had to be, you know, breast meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like 100% chicken. So for them to claim that their chicken tender... For, sorry, for that study to claim that Subway's chicken tenders are only 40% meat, and it's a third party too. That's that has to be fraudulent, right? Because it's not. I don't know if that's mm. negligence. Because I'm pretty sure they know what they're doing if they're willing to make yeah. the, the decision to make their chicken yeah. tenders be sixty percent well, soy filler. Well, that's where I'm concerned. Like, it's just so so, soy filler, like it's not the worst thing. Ever. No, it's, it's awful. Just, what do you mean? It's terrible. Yeah, but it's not the. What I'm saying is that it's, it's not, not pink the, slime. Like yeah. back in the back in the nineties. That's what I'm saying. It's not like processed crap like you, well, like you don't it's well, like, processed crap no no but it's not like 380 ingredients to form one percent of it you know it probably is I, I wouldn't doubt it i don't know but i i mean i can see how soy is being used <laughs> as a replacement what amazes me is that listen i i I'm, i have a little bit of distrust in you if you go to subway every day for your for your meals yeah look at jared bro well i can drop the, <laughs> drop the jeans you want to hear something insane <laughs> I've never gone to sub there. I've only gone salads. I, I, I got know like a salad one or was two an option back in the Subway. Day. Yeah, they, they used to be at least. Really? Yeah. What but. kind of lettuce do they do? They just grab a handful of that shredded <laughs> shit and plop it into a bowl. They're like tomatoes. But, we got the yeah, slices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But it what amazes like a, me? It's like a habit salad. What amazes me, even with this information? Yeah. 
most people are still going to go to Subway. Yeah. I see a lot of nurses there. It's not like I go there, but I pass by because it's right next to the stew. Well, I think McDonald's <laughs> just put this thing out today where they're like, we are now serving only fresh beef for our patties. And people are like, the fuck were you serving us before? Yeah. And I'm like, probably frozen beef. It's just ridiculous, dude. <laughs> dude. Dude. I don't know, man. Just cook your food. And if Subway does it, <laughs> you can get... almost guarantee that, of course, we have evidence. Taco Bell does it. Burger King. Any any Popeyes. Any yeah. major Bro, fast food restaurant. Burger King is the worst, I think, in it's my Kerber opinion. Bing. Kirker Bing. Kirker Bing. Kirker yeah. Bing. <laughs> because straight up, dude, if you're selling 20 nuggets for a dollar and nine cents in today's age. Yeah. You're telling me that that thing is not 10% chicken? It's 100% chicken, bro. Carl's no, Jr. No, has no, a that hamburger that's 10. almost $12 now. Is it what? good, though? Like, it, It's pretty fire. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I've had it. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, dude, trust. Get the um, guacamole bacon no. $6 burger. Get a half pound. I've been told, okay, you know what? But get it with a thick, um, the, the steamed Two buns. Seeds. What was the steam the buns? Thick buns. Two C's. Thick burgers. So they come with thick buns, and they're just like a they're like honey glazed on top. They're so fucking good. Damn. But at the same time, just um get onion rings inside your burger. Thank me later. Now, let me. He's say not this. gonna thank you later. He's, he's gonna, gonna thank me later. <laughs> I'm not gonna. He's gonna be you dying because I'm not gonna eat that. No, shit. no, you'll thank me later. But then later, later, you're gonna. You're gonna hate me. Yeah. Eventually, you're gonna hate. Me. <laughs> it's a love hate relationship. Literally, because it's always good. It's always nice going news. down, but when it comes out. Ain't so nice. This is ridiculous, <laughs> now, dude. I'll say this, right? I can only recall like eating at a Carl's Jr. maybe once or twice in my life. Mm-hmm. No, I think we went a bit when I was a kid just to get the star nuggets, which yeah. were pretty good. Fire. Really good. Mm-hmm. But in my adult life, I'll, I'll call it, right? Yeah. I've only eaten at Carl's Jr. I think once. And it was like in the morning ish, like eleven oh, or ten thirty, eleven ish. Rest in peace. And so we just got like I just got their burgers and shit, right? Yeah. To try. It wasn't the worst tasting burger. Mm-hmm. It was actually not that bad. It's really good. Like I'm probably not lie. better than McDonald's burgers, probably better than or for sure better than Burger King. Yeah, Burger King. Doesn't beat In N Out, but yeah. like that wasn't an option. You know. Go on. What? <laughs> you read Another something thing stupid. I wanted to yeah. Oh, good Lord. Okay. But go on. No, that was kind of it. It, was, it just wasn't that bad. Yeah. I mean, maybe the quality shit. I don't know. Well, that's know, the but... thing with food, dude. When it comes to flavor, a lot of it is good. You can't deny that. Yeah. It's that's what it's, yeah, it's designed to be that way. Yeah. That, that's why people still go to McDonald's, dude. It's fucking good. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you going to deny that? Cheap. You're going to deny that because it's unhealthy? Nah, dude. Good is good. But it's like, good and it's cheap. Yeah. It's good just, is good. Uh, until do you, you want to do that? Yeah, until you have a heart attack. <laughs> then... you, what did you want to bring up? Oh, this is some shit I stumbled across Twitter. <laughs> what, what was it? The Telegraph. Oh my god. Oh my. The headline. <laughs> Not this. Why men should give their wives a cheat pass this Christmas. <laughs> have a holy now, I'll just, jolly I'll just give Christmas. It's the best this time of the year. <laughs> Go on, honey. I'll give you the the. Bought the you this mail. Under it. So, so it says yeah. many experts now believe monogamy is a tighter fit for women than for men. Yeah. Sends, says Wednesday Martin, whoever the fuck that is. I already don't trust you. So when you say a tighter fit for women, like it's harder for women to be monogamous. Yeah. So essentially the telegraph is saying women are a bunch of whores that are just sleeping around. Basically. <laughs> That's it's, a bold statement. It's not degeneracy. Which Everyone I would actually go against this. I would think monogamy is harder for men. 
because they don't have to deal with the consequence of developing a, a child. It's up for debate. I mean, I'm not saying it's, it is up for it's debate. the topic of debate yeah. for today. <laughs> okay, that's. I, I feel like we all looked at each other. We were like, because mm, there's an I argument think... like, is monogamy, is that how we evolved? Or did we evolve in a polyamorous type of situation? I would say monogamy. I believe it was a combination of both. Yeah, because, I mean, when you look at hunter-gatherer societies, it's it's like one large family. I feel no. like it was monogamy up until a point. Yes. Like, up until the kid reached a certain age, and then the guy was like, all right, you cool? Probably. You cool? All right. All right, later. We're going to go find somebody else. Probably. That would be my guess in a hunter-gatherer setting. But mm -hmm. I feel like in today's modern world, it's 50-50. No yeah. <laughs> You know, you can't pin all the blame on either on either party. I mean, we can both use Tinder. <laughs> Why men should give their wives a cheat pass? But that's that's funny, that's a, bro. That's a weird, that's a weird ass article. Yeah, but and like it, it, an even weirder recommendation. And if you were to follow through, if you read the Telegraph, it. is it Telegraph uh, UK like dot co dot UK? I don't know. They should change it to why simps should give their wives a cheat pass. Yeah, this no, but I mean, if you read that as a man and you're sitting down and you're like. Maybe that would be a good idea. Honey, do you want to go yeah. have sex with somebody else for yeah. Christmas? Well, what is your wife going to think? I was telling Zade. <laughs> I was telling Zade yesterday. You're a cuck if you're already that type of like, you're thinking that way. No, but I assume your wife thinks that you want to have sex with somebody else. So you're like, hey, why don't you go fuck somebody else? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the it's, worst advice. What I was telling Zade yesterday, it's not immoral or degenerate if everyone is doing it, right? <laughs> no. That's the way it's looked at. No, that's the way that article that. is pointing towards. That's but true. it also did remind me of the whole, um, like, uh, the media normalizing things with, like, let's just say, what was that movie with the child pornography? Not pornography, the fucking child. Oh, the oh, um, um, cuties? cuties. Cuties, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know how it was just like everyone got pissed and then they removed it? Or, like, they oh. didn't remove it, but, like, they, they kind of, like, tried to keep it quiet on, Their YouTube, on their, their oh, ratio was unbelievable. Yeah. It was amazing how quickly that got pushed to the side. Yeah. Like, just almost instantaneously. Yeah. Now, do you think that's another form of, like, let's try to normalize this for some reason and just ruin a generation and, and ruin generations to come? I, I feel like everything is moving towards that I'm way. I'm baffled dude. why, because people, the people who write this kind of shit actually believe in it. Yeah. So I'm just baffled. Well, that is the way to start a war in today's age, is to just send out degeneracy and degenerate shit and be being normalized towards the young generation. But also, like, we say it's normalized, but I think most people don't approve of it. Yeah, but by normalized, I mean future normalization. Like, Or at least it just gets into the media, the media sends it out, and then... But what if that's where we go? What if that is what, what we end deemed, up doing? Yeah. What if we feel like monogamy is outdated? Well, we can re reference the last episode and just say... That. Exactly. <laughs> That's that's what well, I was about to well, say. Well, that's where that's where a lot of people are going, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, hey, if and everything like, is destined in an open and relationship, written. you know, no labels. Yeah. I don't think monogamy is going <clears> to <throat> die. Like that's not what no. I'm saying, but I yeah. feel like it might fall out of fashion in the future. Yeah, which is that something that we should strive for? I don't know. Okay, here's the question. So the reason why, if if you have two healthy individuals in a monogamous relationship. Mm -hmm. The reason why that works is because, or the reason why that's great for society is because it creates a strong family structure. So here's the question. Can you create a strong family structure in a polyamorous type of environment? I think you can with you healthy can. people. You can. I think it's possible. You just need a, you need a, it's just divide. harder. You need to or separate yourself from, from certain things to build a stronger family. 
Like there's this um comedian, I believe his name's Joe Coy, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty funny guy, really good at accents. Loves to talk about his mom and his stand up. <laughs> Does he have a pond? A podcast? Pond. Pond. <laughs> a <I'm> podcast. <laughs> Coy. Anyway. Continue. But um, oh, that's what it is. <laughs> but he was uh he was on Tom Segura's podcast and he was talking about um it was very briefly mentioned mm-hmm. like him and his wife split up if I remember correctly and he's like I love her he's like I love her but you know it just couldn't work out yeah and so him and his wife seem to be doing just fine like you know I guess sharing joint custody of their child having a semi healthy relationship I feel like as long as the child knows that. Or as long as the child doesn't really develop a favorite, or maybe even that's okay. Uh, what am I trying to say here? I'm trying to say that um, I feel like if the child understands the circumstances as to what happened and why it went wrong, and it's like, listen, we both love you equally. It's just uh, mom, you're like mom and dad can't live together kind of thing. I feel like it could happen. I think I it comes down to couldn't. this. Yeah. I think it comes down to this. You have a strong mother figure in your life as a child. And you also have a strong father figure. Yeah. It's present. It doesn't necessarily matter where it comes from as long as you have those influences. Yeah. Yeah. The presence of both needs to be there equally. That's it. Then you can go on and be a healthy adult. Because I've heard of a lot of people who, who are in those types of like, they're in that family dynamic and they, they grow up to be normal, healthy people. Yeah. The non-normal healthy people is when someone gets abandoned for two years, then decides to come back slowly and then disappears for a little bit and then comes back yeah no you know, it's figure. not equal you or know even worse if your parents use you as like a means to get money yeah. you know in the divorce settlement yeah from what other from whatever side it's coming from like mm-hmm. that's that's got to feel shitty yeah you're basically a bargaining tool for your parents at that point yeah well i th- i feel like those split ups though that means that both people respect each other still right they didn't split up because of reasons for of hate it was just kind of like they know Maybe that's maybe it's better to just cut it off here, you know, like the whole marriage thing. But yeah. like, we both equally care about the child, so why don't we do our best since we both work at our towards you know our daily goals and stuff? Why don't mm-hmm. we make this a goal as well? You know, we we will never forget that. Yeah, you know, some people do that. I don't know how people can abandon a child, dude. Yeah, like I understand, like. You know how like a mother has like the intuition or the the deep connection with a child more than a father does. Yeah, like kind if of. I've heard stories of like a child about to drown and the mom just senses something comes yeah. from downstairs and just yeah, the, catches them. Yeah, it's just the connection is immediate with with uh, females rather than males, mm-hmm. even though it's your child. Um, I mean, because it was developing in the mom, like the baby. Yeah. I know they say that the baby has a separate heartbeat from the moms, but that's what they heard for a mm-hmm. long time in the womb. Yeah. Especially in the like those very early, early stages of development. Yeah. yeah. So there there are I've seen father figures that have just as much love, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. You know? There and I've seen the, the complete opposite of that. Where it's just like they're not even their child. They don't care, you know. Like how could you even bring yourself to that point? That's the real problem, at least in it's this a country. Very big problem. I just yeah. I just don't think you could understand unless you're in that scenario. You can't understand. Thing, I'm not you know? a father. But because I mean, it could be a bunch of things, mm-hmm. right? There's it's an endless list as to why a dad or a mom might reject, just or sorry, outright reject or neglect their child. I'm not saying it's appropriate, but I'm saying there are reasons why it mm-hmm. might have happened. Like for example, in their past, their parents didn't give a shit about them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they act in the only way that they know, and they just repeat that behavior. 
while it is toxic, that happens. Yeah. Or better yet, not better, but another example could be like maybe the dad thought everything was going great. Uh, wife said I'm pregnant. And then in that moment, the overwhelming responsibility mm-hmm. of being a parent like actually hits them. And they're like, oh. Especially with younger, shit. younger people who are having kids. Exactly. Yeah. It's terrifying. You know, and then they get the wave crashes and they get kind of, I guess, tossed out of the loop that they were in before. And mm-hmm. now they're on a whole path of like, I don't know what to do. They're super neurotic. And sometimes that can translate into neglecting or rejecting, as you were talking about earlier, your kids. Yeah. I would imagine. I mean, yeah, I not, a, like... not a therapist, not a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. I f- just yeah. a guess. I feel like it's, it's overlooked generally, like in today's society to be willing to be a family man you know everything is just so entrepreneur bro single um, mothers are single hustler i'm on my own path kind of stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um i and i honestly didn't start getting successful until i became a family man where it was just i made time for that you know yeah i was never like that i kind of just phased myself out didn't really you know i was just like yeah, I'm 18 now. Yeah, I'm 19 now. Yeah, I'm 20 and yeah, I should be out by now. You know, like, I don't need to call them. They would call me, I wouldn't answer. You know, that kind of stuff. Now I'm go, I go out of my way. I take the 10 minutes to call, check in, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that, make sure everything's okay. Dude, my relationships, besides my family, with, with everyone has been so much better. Yeah, you've matured. I'm, I'm way more <clears throat> respected. I almost can't wait to have my first daughter, my first, you know, son. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, it's down. And the way I see it, with the people around me is the people that are always taken very seriously, especially with a significant other is always the one that's very family oriented. They're always the ones that are catchy. They're like eye candy to women. Yeah. It's the ones that are always like, you know, sorry, got family time. Mm -hmm. Can't kick it. It's, they intuitive, intuitively understand yeah, that. I feel like the, the faster we, father. yeah, we, the faster we understand that, I think the better our lives will be. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. You know, like I know, I know we all don't have you know loving parents or like shit like that. But parents like, I were even there. Like, honestly, dude, if if you can get out of your head that you are the better person and le- le- just try, you know. Yeah, break the generational curse. <laughs> yeah, at least you know that you, you should be content with knowing that you're trying. If they don't give a shit, at least you're trying. Yeah. It's just we have a huge epidemic of bad parents. We do. You know, and that stemmed from their parents before them and their parents before them. You know, we're transitioning <laughs> from this state of being a very, I guess you could say, almost like a hardened culture, at least at how we used to perceive things like back in the forties, right? It was mm-hmm. very straightforward. Like listen to your fucking parents, like don't do anything else. You do what we say. Yeah. Regardless of how the parents acted. Now we put more of an emphasis on the child, mm-hmm. which stems to how, why is the child acting this way? It's probably a result of their parents. Cause if their parents were super, super nice, right? It's very rare that their child's just going to be a monster yeah. coming out of the gate. Yeah. It's pretty rare. It happens, but it's not likely. Right. Mm-hmm. And that also stems from don't just be the nice parent. You have to be a parent parent. Yeah, right? set some boundaries. Yeah. You have to be firm with your child, but not overbearing. Yeah. And you got to take the time, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> like it's I've, effort. I've mentioned before, like with my little brothers, let's just say they, 
they say something bad or something that I dislike or something that's not of their age and, or something that I just don't agree with, right? Um, I'll take the time, like, regardless if I'm busy at that moment or not, I'll take the time. I'll be like, set everything aside. And I'll just be like, come here. Why did you say that? He's like, no, I didn't. I was like, okay, first of all, you're lying. You know? <laughs> Why are you lying? I heard you. Second of all, don't say that because this, that, that, and that. If you say this later on in your life, this is going to happen. And then they listen, you know? But if you don't do that every single time, it'll catch up and they'll just turn into monsters. Yeah. You, you have gotta, to. You literally, it's, it's a separate responsibility. You have to put some fear into them. Make sure that, you know, that they know that yeah. they cross a boundary. And they will respect you eventually. Yeah. <laughs> right. and like, just like everything else, it takes time. And, and it's, it's no coincidence that the parents who don't have boundaries, that their kids eventually turn on them. Yeah. It was like, um, I just saw this TikTok on Instagram, because all Instagram is is a, is a cesspool of all other <laughs> social media platforms. It really is. Gathering together. But like, it was a TikTok of this little girl that was talking about, um, like, why is it that parents complain and say that I'm ungrateful because they buy, because they give me a house, a food, or they give me a house, food, electricity, like they pay for school. And then she shook the camera like super bizarre and she was like it's your job stop complaining about it and i was so like wow fucking entitled that's where we're at right now because under that i clicked into the comment section because where you find real truth in posts or real truth about society on social media is by reading through the comments because mm -hmm. that's where people let out their innermost thoughts because there's yeah. no there's usually no repercussions because everything's yeah they're anonymous. anonymous. Another yeah. thing that I think is to completely wrong is that there's no fi family privacy anymore. Everything is on social media, dude. And the fact that we have cameras on our fucking phones these days, on the spot, yeah, it's a tough dude, you're recording everything with. and it's just being put out. Mm -hmm. These kids are stupid, bro. <laughs> like, what happened to, like, keep the family shit low-key, you know? Keep yeah. your personal shit low-key. What, yeah. what happened to that? Yeah. What happened to but let's at, not film like, the domestic abuse? Let's just say, like, you're open, but why, why ruin everyone else's image? Or, like, per, like, we understand that most families function the same way. We all have problems. We all have fucking, you know? But, like, why is that being displayed? Like, I hate that whole prank shit where yeah. it's just like, oh, a pranking parents challenge or whatever, you know? Where it's like uh, the mom's in it, too. And she'd be like, come here. And he's like, shut up. And then the dad would get up and beat his ass on camera. <laughs> what? How in any Great way is prank, that funny? <laughs> How in any way is that funny? That's not funny Solid to me. prank, bro. Like, is that funny to you guys? <laughs> no, of course not. No. It's just like, okay, good job putting your shit on blast. You know what I mean? Without your father's consent either. Just fucking up there. Just go ahead and do that shit. Yeah. It's just dumb, bro. That, that shit, I, I think, has a part in degeneracy or whatever you want to call it. In regards to young men, I think this is a problem too. Mm -hmm. um, so let's say we, we know a lot, of, a lot of boys don't have a strong father figure. That's They're true. either not in their lives or not in their lives or they're a brick wall yeah they're a brick wall um so in the case of single mothers the single mother has to try to do the job of the masculine try to take on the father's role mm -hmm. but i'm convinced that a, mo a mother can't do that yeah because a mother a can only do what a, a mother can yeah do. a woman is observant so she's going to notice that you know the father figure is not doing this thing but she doesn't want to go through a divorce because you know it'll and ruin as the family a, or function or whatever mm -hmm. and as a result the boy only has, you know, a feminine frame of reference or a feminine example to, to lean off of. So then, here's my theory. It's just, just an idea. Yeah. 
the reason why I think a lot of boys grow up and become more feminine is because that's all they, they were exposed to. And then that makes them more likely to believe in certain ideas that are floating around. I feel like that's a little bit of an outdated theory. How so? No. I feel like that's something that a lot of dudes from like our parents' generation would say. And maybe there's a little bit of like an ear of truth in that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it but, probably, it, there probably still is, but as the times change, it, the percentage maybe gets lower. I, I just feel like there's so many boys out there that are raised by single moms, right? Because mm-hmm. as you mentioned earlier, there's an epidemic of single moms in our nation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them seem to turn out just fine. You know, yeah, they're, on their own, they're on their own path. and Because single mothers bust their ass to, yeah, to do the course. best they yeah. can. And I mean, I've seen a lot of single, I know a single mom that has three boys that are grown men now, they're doing just fine. What she had to do was literally not necessarily be the father figure, but show it a little bit, but at the same time, she would put them in little communities and activities that had a lot of testosterone. That's, yeah, that's the key. That's where it's at. That's the key. Because if you're doing, like, basketball, for example, BMXing, or anything with a coach, really, that's basically your mentor. That's your father figure, Mm -hmm. kind of, in Mm -hmm. a a sense. It's floating um, testosterone. Floating testosterone. Yeah. So really, it just it just depends on context. What kind of family? Yeah. It just depends. It's all case by case. Circumstances are different, but well, that's what I believe. I believe that the world is getting more and more fucked up, and we need to do more something about it, or at least talk about it. You know, (laughs) two AM podcast needs to come out with a um, course on how to build a strong family. It was like um, (laughs) how to build anything, dude. I don't know if you guys saw this article, Mm -hmm. but it came out the other day, and it was um, France was trying to. Or Macron, or the president of France, Macron, Macron, Macaroon, (laughs) French. He was um, Macaroon. He was talking about implementing this program where Muslim children born within the country get an ID number, Mm -hmm. and they use that number to like. Literally, I just thought of like Holocaust or something. And it's not tattooed on them, but it's like you know they're get they're assigned a number, and it's essentially to keep a track on their parents. Yeah, for any terrorist activity. Which raised two questions. Mm-hmm. And the article claimed that uh, Macron was trying to implement Republican ideals as a means to get this done. Yeah. And it raised two questions. One of which was, who the fuck thought that that was a good idea? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, who decided to take a who? page out of, out of the fascist playbook? And two, what about that as a Republican idea? Now, let's just get that one out of the way. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess if you want to bank on the fact that what they're trying to do is essentially implement their own um, the Patriot Act mm-hmm. in uh, France where they're trying to monitor people without scrutiny, you know. I guess if you want to go down that route and say since the Republicans made the Patriot Act in the United States, it's a Republican value, which fine, I get that. Let's get over that one. The real important thing is who the fuck thought this was a good idea? <laughs> and yeah. why who? only Muslim kids? Like, I understand, okay, you have a history with ISIS attacks and all of this, but... So I actually was talking to somebody about this, and um, it, he was like, you've been to Paris, you've seen all the racism against Muslim people, and I'm like, you're right. There's a healthy amount there. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, there's a very large resentment for Algerians, which doesn't make any sense because Algerian culture is sprinkled all throughout that entire city. <laughs> yeah, God. It's all over the place. When they won the World, or was it the World Cup or some soccer match, like, not the World Cup, but they won some big soccer game, Algeria, people went insane in the streets. Yeah. yeah. Without, with support, 
like sticking their heads out of cars, like four people on each window, and they all got flags. They're yeah. Algerian, and they're just like so stoked. That's what I saw when I was there. I met a bunch of Algerian people. They were super cool. But it's true. There's a lot of Muslim women in the streets that yeah. are homeless, where all they do all day is lie face down in the streets. Damn. Crying for hours, just asking for donations, like putting a cup out. Like some of them are on their knees, like sprayed out like this. Some of them are just straight up lying face down on the ground, weeping for mm. hours because the French government has essentially abandoned them as refugees. And I'm not saying that's just Algerians, even though there's a lot of them there. Mm. It's primarily Syrians. And I was like, why would they even think of implementing something like this? And I remembered back in 2015, 16-ish, yeah. there was a huge influx of refugees into the area mm. due to some events. I forget what exactly. Syrian but war. Syrians were at the top of the list. Mm. Yeah. And then underneath them, I believe it was Afghan or um, Afghanis were in second place for like mm. the most that were entering as refugees. And they had millions of refugees flow into Paris. Or not Paris, uh, France as a whole. Yeah. yeah. And so it's that chaos. created just a huge amount of slums opening across the city because these people can't get jobs. They're not, I believe they weren't deemed legitimate citizens at the time. Yeah. And they still aren't, most of them. Mm -hmm. So they can't really get a job that's legal, at least. So they resort to crime as a means to get money. And when you're in a bad situation like that and something, anything seems like a a yeah. way out or a last ditch resort. Yeah, money's I mean, money at that you're point. You're going to take it. Yeah. Well, I wasn't thinking money, but sometimes terrorism's on the table. Mm -hmm. Damn. Like I know a kid, I know a kid who was telling me about his story. I, I won't, I'll just get to the gist of it. His little brother had seen so much and was already so like torn up. And this guy was Syrian, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. His brother was so shocked. He was just didn't want to be alive. And this kid's like in eighth grade, mm -hmm. right? Or seventh grade. What? He would be, I think, 12 or 13 at this point. He was already talking about joining ISIS because it was, like, all that was left. What the hell? Like, what else is left? Well, no, it His makes sense, though, because, like... Yeah, family's gone. Literally, any ties that he has to anything to get money has gone. Basically homeless, just living in, like, this bombed-out place. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm thinking about it. And that's, that's where ISIS comes in with the propaganda. Yeah, we'll create, you know, we have a strong bond together and all of this other shit. Yeah, I still don't understand it. Like how that's just uh, how do you think they were able to recruit so many foreigners, young foreigners, too? Because they put out this false narrative of like they oh, feel like the, these people feel like there's no other option for them. And then they get handed this opportunity that could project them into something bigger than themselves or so they seem high ego. And no. I'm not saying everybody I'm not saying every refugee in Paris or France did that. I'm not yeah, even saying course. the majority. In fact, it's probably an unbelievably small minority, probably less yeah, than 1% realistically that did something like that. Mm -hmm. However, for the country to go from that, which, by the way, they didn't help out these refugees very much, if at all, in their circumstances. They had a better job managing it in Germany, and it still didn't go great over there. Mm -hmm. But in Paris, they really kind of just kicked them to the curb, literally, like living on the streets. And now they're trying to instigate them for terrorist acts, which they don't have a lot of evidence, if any at all, to support that proof yeah. or to support that claim. And it's just a huge amount of racial targeting that's it's going they, on. They're trying to come back from surrendering. That's what. <laughs> is xenophobia the same as racism? I don't know, man. Racism is having a preconceived notion of somebody solely based on the color of their skin. 
at least that's what I was taught that racism was. It feels like nowadays the definition has completely changed mm-hmm. into something else, but that's what I was told the definition of racism was. Xenophobia is having an outright rejection or fear of a culture that's not yours. That's what I understand xenophobia to be. I think, I think it's more xenophobic. Because, I mean, if, if you're a French citizen, if you're the French people, you're looking at, okay, refugees are flooding the streets, um, you, the society that you live in is slowly degrading in front of your eyes, then, I mean, then I can see, I mean, I'm, I'm not justifying it, of course, but I can see their perspective of why they're so scared. And, mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, uh, it's racist and xenophobic. Yeah, Because you're right, there, there is a general fear of Islam, essentially. And that's not just in France. I mean, that's over here, too, especially after 9-11. There was a huge rise in xenophobic remarks to people <clears throat> involved with Islam mm-hmm. to a point where some people were afraid to practice their religion in the United States, which they shouldn't be. Because, yeah. I mean, that's like one of the big clauses of the United States is freedom of religion. And so why are we ostracizing this one group of people just because a very small minority of that group of people, unbelievably small, took the reign and said, we're going to do this unbelievably horrible thing. Yeah. So we had this huge culture shock in the United States and also France had it, but much later when it came to Islamic people. And so I, they're taking it a step further. Yeah, by that's... introducing the racism as well. Because mm. now they just assume anybody that's brown and looks a little bit Arab is a terrorist. Not all people, but people that are racist in yeah. that they way. They took a big leap by implementing racist policy. Absolutely. Yeah. And France is trying to, and that's in that regard. But like yeah. you said, immediately, I thought when I first heard of that, I was like, this resembles the Holocaust. What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. With the whole, like, number shit. I was like, what? Yeah, it's... And it's targeting one group of people. Yeah. Specific, yeah, very, very specific. specific group of people. Yeah, I mean, it's not a, it's not a good thing. No, not at all. <laughs> Even if you target we'll all minorities, there. we're gonna give all minorities, yeah, a, a fucking identification number. No, well, it doesn't fly. Yeah, we know like, what history is like. Yeah, like I get it. Like for example, I, I was like, okay, let's just look at it as a social security number. No, that's what I was. Social security is for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's completely but different. If you're targeting one group of people, if you're getting an extra, mm. so, let's just say, social security number because of your skin color, yeah. your ethnic heritage, your, your belief, race, whatever the hell it yeah, is, that's that's unbelievably dangerous. Yeah, it's a slippery slope to go down. Yeah, yeah, not a good policy, macaroon. But isn't it? Here's the things I think about. I I usually like to string things together. I go, okay, Biden won. France does this. Here comes the internet, Alex. Jones. And then try, go, China's quiet right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's kind of like, let's see how things play out. I want to see what happened. Based off the things that happened in the United States, what does it do to the rest of the world? You see what I mean? Think about that from now on and see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, everything's Because every, every four years, it feels like there's just something that, <laughs> insane that's just, like, proposed or is happening. <laughs> well, there's just a huge... There's a huge targeting of Muslims across the world right now. Yeah. Well, it's been going on yeah. for years, to be fair. But, but now it's, 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 it's really in the United States. Up. It's really public now. It's a front yeah. of your eyes. In the U.S., I think I think a lot of that has has gone away. It, it comes in phases, dude. It that's, does. That's all it is. It's just like one day it's Indians, the other way, the other day it's fucking Asians, the uh, another day it's black people, another day it's Muslims. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a it's a fucking circus, dude. It's just. And who's instigating all of it? The whites. <laughs> oh. 
The whites are instigating it all. Yeah, no, no. Not even then. Because then whites have their days too. Where they'd be like, oh, look at these like all racists are finally coming out and shit. Actually, can Fucking, you can you apologize like, what for the your white is, privilege? What does that even mean? And that pissed me off, by the way. When people used to say like, oh, uh, the racists are coming out and there's just pictures of white people. They've always been. I'm like, bro, I, you could be Arab and, and still racist. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, that's I, like a whole... That's a whole, a whole different thing. Tar- I but, mean, there's like a whole thing where it's like, um, <clears throat> it's like all white people are racist. And then there was the big term or the big phrase that was being thrown around that was a uh, black people can't be racist. It's impossible. Which for is black absurd. Dude, to be I'm saying as a human being, any person is capable of being racist. Yeah. And I'm like, matter. just by the definition of racism, it's impossible for any, anybody of any race to not be racist. Well, not to not be racist, but I mean, to be excluded from racism. Okay. Yeah, like we understand the slave For, trade was most was was mostly uh, done by white people or of European descent, but that doesn't mean that you know from then on from that point forward that all white people are going to be racist. Yeah, like, because here's it's the just thing: stupid dude, thinking. If all white people were racist, I know some of my friends, dude, would their parents wouldn't have gone married because he's fucking Jordanian and she's white, or you know. The other way around. Yeah, case have, by case. Yeah, dude. we have like half Mexican families with half um, Algerian or half Italian with half Palestinian. Like, what does that go to show you? Not everyone's the same, dude. We should defund stupidity. It doesn't stupidity. matter. Yeah. We should, what? Defund stupidity. Oh, I thought you said defund Saudi. I was like, wow, good God luck, dude. Big, big jump. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we need the oil, bro. I want to talk about stuff. Yeah. Saudis. I was like, big, big jump. Well, it's like we have the oil reserves here in the United States. I think we have some of the biggest on the planet. Yeah, actually. we do. Yeah. But like we, we would have to destroy our land to do it. Mm-hmm. And people aren't willing to do that for obvious reasons. So they're like, let's go over to the Middle East where it's just deserts, bro. Yeah. That's like, Dude, what happened to this land is my land. This land is your land. Yeah, seriously. That's, that's out the way. What happened that's to working out. together? How do you think we, we got to this point as a species? Well, I just, well, I think Joe Rogan makes a good point. It's hard to have a system of government. Like, this system of government made sense when it was, like, less than 50 million people, (laughs) max. Now we're at 400 million. And, yeah, we're the United States. We're a bunch of individual territories or states that are all congregated under one giant blanket, which is the United States, right? Mm -hmm. However, each state has a completely separate culture, completely separate ideology, completely separate beliefs. The way they speak is differently. Their accents are different. They look different in every state. Different history. Yeah. So it's like, it's impressive that half the state, or half, when I say half the state, half the country is even able to, like, align with a political ideology at all. Like 50% Republican, 50% Democrat. Mm -hmm. That's insane to me. Now, I'm not saying the way that Europeans do democracy is better, but I'm just saying it does leave a lot more room open for different ideologies to enter the frame yeah i don't think mm-hmm. it's better to be fair and i don't think our system's perfect either yeah there is but no like, perfect system it's just it's i mean you got to think about the united states being the united states which is heavily diverse with people yeah we got every other continent we look at everyone from there is here well, it's like most there's, other there's country, little sprinkles of everything. Like dude. most other countries you look at, for the most part, everybody's relatively similar. Yeah. Now, they do have different accents depending on which region of the country you're in. Mm-hmm. That's true. But ideologically, like, for example, if you're in Scotland, 
the majority of people there are Scottish. Yeah. By descent. When you come over here, it's a mixed fucking bag. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of white, but it's a lot of white from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Not just British white. Yeah. There's a lot of black people, but not all just from one specific country in Africa, if you want to go down that route. Yeah. I mean, they're from all over the world. Black people. There's Asians from all over the world. Mm-hmm. There's Latin people from all over the world. Yeah. I've met people that, like, in, uh, like, corporate companies and things like that that were... Um, I've known them for years, and they're white, right? Come to know, five years later, they go back to Lebanon. <laughs> they're Lebanese, but they're white. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, we were once Lebanese, but now we're just white. And I'm like, what? What? How do you even? Exp- Can someone explain that to me? <laughs> that you means we it. all do really come from. You know, there's no such thing as a color. <laughs> well, like, the reason I even brought that up in the first place, the whole differences in everything across the United States, is that, yeah, we're very different. Mm-hmm. It quite literally is the melting pot of the world. Mm-hmm. And why is it that we have such a difficult time putting the differences aside and trying to figure out positive solutions? Yeah. And I guess that's the kumbaya factor, as I'm going to call it. Like, the... Well, of course, that'd be the best case scenario, but that's not how it works. Why can't it work that way? Yeah. Why, why do you just have to say, oh, the thing that makes sense and would be better for everyone doesn't work? It doesn't happen. Yeah, you have to question the it's underlying like, oh, assumption. You have, you have specialized interest groups that want this and want that. Why are they allowed to exist? Like, mm-hmm. why the hell are lobbyists still a thing? Why should we allow public enterprise to persuade government ideology? Yeah. Why can't we incentivize healthy things for both ourselves and the planet? Yeah, why instead why, of bullshit. Why is it that we focus so much on um not preventative health care, but rather um reactive health care? Yeah. Where you have to react to the symptoms that have already been building over the course of however many years, rather than putting an emphasis on making oh. your citizens healthy, yeah. working out, trying to teach them how to eat properly, save some money in the process, that's, maybe. That's yeah. I mean, it feels like you guys are you. talking to me like like I have answers. Oh, I'm not talking. No, 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 no. no, no, no we're just, not, we're no, just no, stating, stating big I'm questions. I'm kidding, but I, but I realize that hey, you guys are both looking hey, at me. And you're just like, come up hey, with answers. Come on, there's a notepad right this there. This is bullshit. I'm like, uh, <laughs> solve the entire fucking world's yeah, but, problem. Yeah. And we're not asking you to solve. No, no, it, I'm, but I we're I just get trying it. to like it's frame these questions because it's things that people should be thinking about. Yeah. Right. Why is it that the world has to be this shitty place? It really doesn't. It's just. It, it doesn't. No. It's just we let it be that way. Well, because I mean, there's a lot to say as much control as we do have or influence. We don't have any control at the same time. But the thing is, the government works for us. Yeah, that's the that's things that we always forget. We're not slaves to the government. They're supposed to be public official or sorry, not public. Yeah, public officials that we elect. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we put them there to represent us and to work for us. Yeah. And at some point we turned it around and now we work for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest faults in the system. Mm-hmm. Is that we let them push us around with essentially impunity, and we've been letting them do it for years. Do you think that comes with the rise of social media and influencing? I think social media helps us. It helps us become a little bit more lackadaisical, like guided to the idea. When I say lax, I mean not as there's not as much care mm-hmm. put into it, because now we have these little dopamine boxes that keep us so preoccupied all day, and we've talked about that. Yeah, how many? How many times? It's like <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. That's like our version of um, 
Joe Rogan talking about aliens. Mm-hmm. Like, just we just talk about phones being the downfall of society, but they're not. You know, it's the way we use them. Yeah, think, that's the problem. Think well, about it from the average person's perspective in this country. They pick up the phone, and because of the media spreads only negativity for the most part, they're just like, oh. Another negative negative thing happened. Yeah, they're becoming desensitized. Have you ever felt like this, where you look at your phone, or you watch a movie, or you look at a music video, whatever it is, and you idolize this human right in front of you, and you forget that they're even human. You just look at them as this person that has got it all and just looks so good and amazing, and it's just like there's there's no way that you're you can ever be at that level. And that person is just praised so the much. embodiment of perfection. That's when That's fangirls true. start going insane. Like, for example, we've all seen videos, like, like a girl meeting Justin Bieber, for example. And yeah. they're bawling, dude. They're crying. They're like, this is unbelievable. It's like they're meeting God, bro. <sighs> like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a huge problem. <laughs> or I watched a video Big, the other day. You need day. to calm down. I watched a video the other day of Michael Jackson just getting onto stage. Mm-hmm. and the, Or getting on stage. And this was when he was white, right? And he was just standing there. Like fucking Superman on yeah. stage, just commanding attention, <laughs> and he's not even moving. Yeah, he's just looking off in the distance, just absorbing what's happening. Right, yeah. just feeling it. And feeling like there's God. multiple people, men and women, that have already blacked out before the show even started. They passed out from excitement. When was the last time you were ever that excited about anything? <sighs> Have 12? you ever been so excited you passed out? No. You were so stoked. I got adrenaline once. Yeah, I got it's, adrenaline. It's different, yeah. But not, yeah. not passed out. Like, like yeah. I feel like that's impossible nowadays yeah. to be so excited about something that you black out from it. Oh, my God. Is that Zayd Dahaj? <laughs> but, but the, <laughs> thing, I, the, the thing I wanted to mention <laughs> in the first place, right? You're talking about these people. They don't even become people anymore. They, yeah. uh, they ascend into something that's higher than that, right? And... Once I'm not a religious guy by any means. I don't reject it either. But mm-hmm. like the Ten Commandments, yeah, they're old. Yeah, some of them aren't. Maybe some of them aren't the best for our modern fit today. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of truth. There's truth to be found within each of them, right? For example, don't covet your neighbor's. Um, I'll just dumb it down. Don't desire your neighbor's things. Basically, meaning if you live a jealous life. It's going to have negative implications on not just you, but everyone around you. Yeah. And Shocker. it's going to become apparent. Or the one I wanted to mention for that example that you brought up was um, don't go making false idols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because what it's going to do is detract your time, your focus, and your energy away from things that do matter and channel it into something or someone that is never going to really hear your praise probably not care that much about an individual's praise, right? Just mm-hmm. some guy in wherever the hell. And it's just a huge waste of time. <laughs> I mean, good Lord. You're dedicating this huge chunk of your life into somebody who will never hear anything you have to say about it. Yeah. I'm a fan of idolizing your potential. Yeah. like Because then at least you have you have this... I mean, you'll never attain perfection, but you have a perfect idea of what your your perfect life would be, but, and then you can work towards it. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: a lot of people skip that second step. They just focus on what it can be, not how to get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. So that's the whole thing about making false idols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is if you idolize anything, in this case, it was anything other than God, right? Which God, the way I like to look at it, should be your theoretical hub mm-hmm. that you go to for solace, 
meditation, which is just thinking, and I guess guidance in one way or another. But that guidance really comes from within mm -hmm. at the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You find God within yourself and God being the answer to whatever it is you're looking for. Hopefully. Or if you call it intuition or any of these other things. Yeah, that should be the end Source. goal. But when you idolize your potential, your potential, if you're just like, oh man, I'm going to be rolling in it, be making millions. Buy like, me a I'm brand gonna, new Rolls Royce got, Cullinan. Exactly. I'm going to get all this shit. All the chicks are going to want me, this, that. I think you're going to get so wrapped up in making it that you're not going to make it. So yeah. rather, I, if you're going to idolize anything, idolize the work ethic that you need to aspire to in order to project yourself. You know what the most screwed yeah. up thing? Echelon. It requires a little bit more intelligence, obviously. Mm -hmm. The most screwed up thing about that is mm -hmm. that when you fantasize, it like people have this idea that they feel like they're making progress by fantasizing this, mm -hmm. but they're not. It's like the ultimate self-delusion. And I'm not saying don't make goals, because goals are important. Yeah. But I don't think, what I'm trying to say is don't idolize the result of the goal before it's even happened. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I, we've all been fans of something, you know what I mean? Um, like, when I was growing up, I was always a fan of, like, the Power Rangers, for example. That was, that's a huge example. It was a part of my life, yeah. you know? Um, like Red Ranger. You totally. You, you, you really. Be. You, yeah. You would, you would, no, you would be the guy that I have a crush on Pink Ranger. Of course. Dude. Tell me. Tell me I'm wrong right now. Dude, I absolutely had a crush. <laughs> I also really? had a crush on that evil chick, too. The evil chick? Yeah. She, I think she was bald. The waist-to-hip ratio of Pink Said, Ranger, bro? Are you kidding me? Saeed had a taste for the dark side well, as a child. I could tell that chick was tatted, bro, for sure. And I have a thing for, for tatted chicks, for sure. I'm sure you she's do. Badass. Yeah, sure she's badass. sure you do, badass. Sailor. But, um, she can take pain. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying is, like, there was a, be, being a fanboy is kind of, like, you get disconnected from yourself, really. You just start. You, you start it's a dream. It's You're a dreamy right. world. Because you start to associate your traits with um, the traits that they're putting out. And that's yeah. not the real you. Exactly. You, they get to think for you. That's how you feel. The I think the more you, you do practice self-discipline and awareness and all that stuff, you, it brings you back into reality. Yeah. So I think people that are fangirling and shit, those are, they're disconnected off reality. Oh, 100%. They're, yeah. No drugs either. Just... Straight uh, idolizing. Imagine or, believing yeah. that somebody's shit doesn't stink. Like, just yeah. But here's the thing: I've always then when, once I was more self-aware, I think, or uh, more aware of environment, what life is, things like that. You start reading people's bios, doing all that stuff. It really brings you back into a good place, and then you realize that these people earned it. They worked for it. I shouldn't have to agree with everything they said because they're their own person. I'm my own mm -hmm. person. Um, no one should ever think for you. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> it's that simple. Just got to work at it. That's simple. Yeah. <laughs> Very simple. I just, trying to, I just trying to think about how to phrase this. What? I was thinking about something. I was thinking about some, some cypress. I was pondering some things. Oh, I'm just sure trying you to think were. about how to arrange them. Mm. Hmm. He's trying to uncover the philosopher's stone. <laughs> trying to dig deep within the depths. Do you think we should buy a gingerbread house? What? For the studio. Hey, we should make a video where we do something like that. I'm down. Let's do that. We, 2 a.m. gingerbread trap house? Can we start? Actually, you know what? Let us know. Let us know in the comment section, or better yet, hit us up on Instagram. Let us know if we should start doing more like fun vlogs. Because I've been wanting to for a while. Yeah. 
Like I better yet, I'll post it on the on the IG story. Or better, like I'd like to do some more like artisticy style vlog, yeah. kind of stuff. Like maybe we just go around and we. This might sound dumb from the get go, but mm-hmm. it's more of like a visual meditation is the idea of it. Yeah. But we just go review like different hiking spots. I'm down. But it's like a it's like a five to ten minute video where it's just mainly like really nice shots with good music laid underneath it. We just do like little reviews, do some jokes here and there. In yeah. Between. So we could do like a like for example, what if we hit up a tunnel or a mine tunnel, and then we videotape that and our that would be nuts, right? And then at the same time, I can get cinematic sequences. Cinematic sequences, dude. When layered up with your audio, dude. Did we go into the mine and then we uh take like a really really bright UV light, mm. get some crazy shots with like all the different colored minerals on the walls and stuff oh. like that? And I can get more Instagram pictures to whore myself out on social media. There Good. you go. Win win so win. Sick. Yeah, this man is blessed with my talent. <laughs> <laughs> all of your pictures, they come from you. Thanks, dude. Thank you. My talent reigns upon Check the tags. Feed. They're all visual craftsmen. Yeah, man. You're welcome. Visual craftsmen. God, that is such a good name on Instagram. How did you land that? Yeah, I'm surprised you got that. Tag. Yeah, I'm sure. Sh- Wait, is it underscore visual craftsmen or is it just visual no, craftsmen? Visual, visual craftsmen. craftsmen. God, how did you get that? Nobody else did. That's such a good name. No idea. Just did it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Do you actually like it? Yeah, you can course. imagine him editing. Dude, it took me months hey, thinking. He's, he's just editing away, and then it hits him. I'm a man of visuals, dun, 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 dun. and I craft them. Visual crafts. <laughs> I craft a visual <laughs> in my mind. I'm going Super Saiyan mode. I just unlocked Super Saiyan 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's why his hair grew so long. Kamehameha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, Have you guys seen... Uh, what? Before we end it, I don't know what time. Who cares what time? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Have you guys seen any dumb shit this week? Define dumb shit. Yeah, of course, just, I have. Just some yeah, outrageous dumb. I don't know if I can't even bring up an example for myself, but I'm curious. If Were you, you with me? Yes- no, you weren't with me yesterday when I went. I turned a corner and then there was like a Trump rally, and I'm like, he lost. <laughs> they did a recount. Georgia did a recount. Let's not discuss politics. Yeah, but yeah. we'll discuss. No, this no point. I, literally, I'm just gonna say that. Yeah. And then <laughs> I walked by and I was like, he lost. <laughs> And then there was a, literally a guy that was just holding a fucking sign that said, buy two, get one free. And the one right next to him said, Jesus. <laughs> people are just looking for an like, excuse to protest. I was like, dude. Bro, people are making money yeah. off of this shit. People are instigating protests as a means to make money. Yeah. Because th- their president or their alleged president won. That's crazy. Dude, it, it is just. That's wild. It was just funny, man. I was just trying to get some fish tacos, but. I'm trying to think. Saw it, that on the way. from? I know I've seen. Uh, Little Fisherman's in Cypress, California. Really? Pretty good. Dude. Pretty good. Really good. Pretty good? I've been there once, so Bro, I can't they say have, really good Okay, yet. I'll tell you this. I've tried a lot of their items, but what they really specialize in is their tacos. battered shrimp tacos. tacos and they have their white sauce that's house-made. You don't know what it is. They call it white sauce. Listen, it's not the healthiest you don't, option. You don't even need to know. But it's mm. so good. It's like, it's, like tar- it's like sweet tartar sauce with a hint of ranch. It, it does, it's not really ranch, but it, it's not consistency like ranch. It's, it's just... It has a flavor of ranch, but at the same time, it has hickory and also a little bit of pepper. It's just so phenomenal. Huh. I don't know what it is, dude. A hint of violet essence. And the way... Violet essence. Oh, what, is, what is violet essence? Well, I brought that out of my ass. So. Is there a bit of purple in there? A bit of purple. It's purple almost tinge, like a wine tasting. A little bit know? of taro in there for some A color. wine tasting yes. except with ranch, which is disgusting. It's just, it's amazing. As we all know, Zay's a huge advocate for ranch. I got to um, take you there. Since you worked at Bear Flag, I need you to try that and tell me how, what you think. All right. 
because the manager's usually there and he's always like what do you guys think like honestly like and we're like dude it's fucking amazing i'll let and you know yeah manager at what's it called little fisherman's little fisherman's in cyprus i'll let you know yes but uh dumb shit have i seen i feel like people have been driving on the freeways unbelievably erratically near oh us. yeah that's a normal but i've got a million stories of that hmm. but it's worse now than it has been in the past didn't you call me and tell me a story that was stupid which one i don't remember i was really busy but i picked up the call because i was feeling lonely <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, but I picked up a call because I, I haven't so talked to, to Logan in a while. But um, you were telling me something. You were like, "Bro, you won't believe what just happened," or whatever. Uh, it was earlier this week. I'm trying to remember. Damn, I can't remember. But if you have anything other, <laughs> other than that, <laughs> I mean, I've got a billion of them. Just like um, <laughs> like the more the more you drive. On freeways, and the more you frequent anything, like any location, yeah, you, you start see. to see its flaws. You see mm -hmm. some shit. They, you start to see where the manager or the constructor, whoever, right, mm -hmm. didn't pay enough attention. So there's a lot of spots on the freeways over by, like, where I live, where uh, merging is a big problem. Oh, near Long Beach, it's terrible. Merging is a horrific problem, oh and it's uh, the fault of two things. One, poor planning. Okay. And two, just completely forgetting to put signs on the road, markers, mm -hmm. or anything, which I guess could fall under poor planning, but it goes a step further than that. Yeah. So for the poor planning, right, these people have to merge onto a freeway where the average speed of people is like 75 miles an hour during the day. Mm -hmm. And they have a maximum of probably like 150 to 200 feet, 150 <laughs> to 200 feet yeah. to accelerate to 75 miles an hour from a standstill. Better be in Ricky Racer mode. The majority of cars cannot do that. <laughs> the, mo the majority cannot get up to highway speed. Yeah. They'll probably hit like 55. Yeah. Maybe 60 by the time they reach the end mm -hmm. of that. Like an average 50. Right? Mm -hmm. And so that causes a huge buildup of traffic. And these people can't get in, or better yet, they're just saying F it, and it's causing all the people in the lane that are already going to slow down. Yeah, so now everyone's timing is off. Exactly. Yeah. And it's unbelievably dangerous, because now you just have this kind of dead spot on the freeway where these mm -hmm. people are trying to get in, or they are getting in and are stopping the normal flow of traffic. Yeah. Right? So what they should have done was extend that bit of freeway, or that runway for them to merge in by two, maybe three times the distance. And then they forgot to put a sign up to says to merge in. And also, there were no paint markers on the road telling them they had to merge in. Oh my God. Yeah. So these people, if you don't live in that area, yeah. you're just like, oh. you're, you're like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. You got a rough time. Yeah, yeah. A blind spot ain't shit at that point. Like, Seriously. Because yeah. once the light goes red, because in California, I don't know about other places in the country, but like, we have these spots where to get onto the freeway, you have to wait at a little red light and then it'll let you in. Mm -hmm. And that's as a means of traffic control, yeah. essentially. And some of these places, as I just mentioned, do not have a long runway. Mm -hmm. So if you're not from there and you don't know, good luck. <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to merge onto a... No, it's like trying to uh, jump into the middle of a 100-meter sprint and you're at the 50-meter mark, right? <laughs> like, good luck getting into that shit and catching yeah. or keeping time properly. And I was just in that lane. I was just in that lane, right? Cruising the far right lane. Mm -hmm. Just cruising, normal speed, 70, 65, whatever, right? In the slow lane. And these people are parked. 
and I see this guy go for it. And I was like, okay, he's going slow. I'm going to pass him. Well, apparently, mid-fucking, <laughs> mid-jog, as I'm going to call it, he just gassed it. And now we're next to each other, right? Because yeah. he was in a faster car. Yeah. And the merge is coming up. And so I was like, oh, shoot. I have two options. I can shoot past him, or I can press on the brakes and go back. So I chose the latter. I pressed on the brakes, let him go in front of me. He didn't give a shit. He just saw that the lane was ending, freaked out, and merged immediately, almost clipping me, like the front end of my car. Yeah. 65, 70-ish miles an hour. Yeah. And then that caused me to freak out. Holy shit. So in that moment, immediately looked to my left, didn't see anybody. My left uh, rearview mirror, mm -hmm. didn't see anybody. So I just whipped over into traffic. Yeah, that was that lane of traffic was going faster than I was. Mm -hmm. So now I'm a danger to everybody in that traffic lane. Yeah, just because this guy's so a domino dick. effect. Yeah. Now you see Stupid. one dumbass can cause a whole mass myriad of problems. Yeah, that's insane. Man. So my point is, California, get your freeways together, man. Yeah, it's together. the golden state, and we're driving on dirt roads, basically. No in more certain dumb parts shit. of the country. For no real, more dumb shit, dude. please. But uh, speaking of things that are not dumb shit. Yeah, man. Episode 62, am I right? Episode yes, 62. And wait, wait, wait. Let's do a round of applause. Whoever baby, wants to send baby, us out, baby. send us out. You know. Episode 62, everybody. You just joined us in the stew. Go ahead and climb over to YouTube.com. Subscribe to us at officially 2 a.m. Hit that subscribe button, like the video, leave a comment if you feel so inclined. We appreciate it. You can also check us out on a whole bunch of other sources or um, platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and I'll, Anchor, <laughs> and a bunch, bunch of other motherfucking yeah, yeah. platforms. And if they give you an option to leave a five-star review, leave please it. go ahead and do that. We really yep. appreciate it, and we also love any comments you give us, suggestions for videos. We're trying to do more as you heard earlier we're trying to mm -hmm. branch out into different types of content just so it's something that you guys can watch get a little bit of an in like a look into our lives and see what we're capable of so officially 2am on youtube the 2am podcast on spotify anchor.fm apple podcast Castbox, and many more yes and this has been logan this has been zane and this has been saeed thank you very much for joining us once again and everybody on a one two, two. A one, two, three, four. And peace. Thank you.